married. Your wives. Okay, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, ready. <laughs> oh, oh, ready? Yeah. I didn't marry until I was about pretty close to 40. I didn't like married life. I seen too much on the negative side, and it had an effect on me. Mm -hmm. Seemed like people didn't get along. So, that I knew that there was so much. I don't know, there was no harmony among the, most of the people I knew, man and wife, and, and I didn't want to get mixed up with that. That's the reason why I didn't, but I got, but I did get married uh, pretty close to 40, and I was married to 18 years, and she was a music teacher. That piano was her piano, her first wife. And she taught music in the in the in the back room there. She had a studio, and she taught music. And, uh, and she died. She had, uh, after we was married, eighteen years. Mm -hmm. Then I stayed single for a year. Then I met my second wife, and we were married for eighteen years. She died in her sleep in that back room there. Mm -hmm. So that's, I had a good marriage, I had good wives, yeah. Otherwise, I wouldn't have had what I got now. I have learned, I have learned that I'm, it's almost impossible for a man to, to make, make a home, even if he don't have no children. Because it's things that a woman go in and so and get a man who can't, can't even think about it. Like what? Soap detergent, napkins, towel, <laughs> this name, you know what they are. <laughs> a man never thinks about that. Doesn't he? No, as a general rule, a man cannot shop like a woman. Okay. He don't see, see why you have to buy this and why you have to buy that. You need knives, forks, spoons, dishes and things. Something like that, a man ain't, ain't thinking about that. I, I know well enough that that plant was given to her by her female children and so forth. A man, I, I, it wouldn't mean a little way in the world that I would pick that out. <laughs> so a man needs a woman. Yeah, yeah that's what that Bible says. It wasn't good for man to be alone, and he made woman as a helpmate. You have been in, in this house uh, a long time. Yes, I've been. I forget. I've, I've been here a good while, a long while. Yeah, a long time, almost 40 years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, what were you doing during the Depression in St. Louis? I had a job. Yeah, you I, were living with your mother? Yeah, I did with my mother. I had a job. What, did you live with your mother till she passed away? Uh, did I do what? Did you live with your mother till she passed away? I sure did. You did? Yeah. Uh -huh. Wait a minute. No, my, my mother had her little place. No, she, was, she had three rooms of her own. And you moved out. You had moved out. I, I was. I was living right here when my mother died. Okay. Yeah. Um. 
Did you ever belong to a union? Oh yeah, I still belong to a union. I've been in the union long as I have the church. I've been in the, in the union since 1921. What union was that? Seven, eight, eight. I worked for the Seacard Company. Okay. Did I you know Herschel Walker? That name sounds familiar. Yeah, that name sounds familiar. When did you go to work for the streetcar company? That's the same thing, the streetcar company, 48 years. I worked there 48 years for the streetcar company. When did you go to work for them? 1921. 1921? Yeah. And what did you do? I was a maintenance man. Uh-huh. I used to take care of uh, things that need to be done on a car to keep them running. And then after that, I went over with, with the, when they uh, laminated the seat cord, I went with the buses. Uh -huh. So that was your main job? That was my main job, uh -huh. yeah. Uh -huh. And did you have to go to school to, did they give you training to do that? or? No, you, you learned by trial and error most of it. The only ones that went to school was the operators. They had to go to school on a kind of deal with the public. We had to make change, had to make schedule. We didn't have to do, make no change, no schedule. So it, it was the one man helping another learn trial and error period. Yeah, that's the way they done it in the maintenance department. Except the mechanics, now the mechanics was different. In 1920, well, all right, go ahead. Uh, you said the mechanics were different. I wasn't a, never a mechanic, okay. a maintenance man. Did you ever want to be anything else in the car company? No, it was too dirty, and I, I, I never did like dirty work. No, I didn't. They used to ask me about being a, uh, when they when they did open up the, 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 for the for the blacks to be mechanic. I didn't want it. it's too dirty. Mm -hmm. You have to get underneath the cars, underneath the buses. Grease running down on your face. Well, what was your actual job? Well, I done a, quite a few things. One thing was that I took cars that needed to be repaired off the street. I take one car out of the shed that was operating all right, and go to the end of the line and change it and get get the operator the good car, and I brought the other car in and to see what, what was wrong with it. And then when I brought it back, I, I, I got in touch with the mechanic and tell him how the car was acting and what had to be done. They had to come to me. The other way the mechanic knew where to start. Mm -hmm. That was one of my, my main jobs was. Now, did you, um, was this, a, was where you worked, was it segregated or integrated? It wasn't too much what you, it wasn't, here's what they're doing, they had separate toilets. Uh, but, uh, but the mechanics, they didn't have the blacks to be a mechanic. So, so you couldn't be a mechanic? No, I couldn't Even be. if you'd wanted to be? I wanted to be. You couldn't be? Couldn't be. So you, was that the highest you went, was what you were? Doing? Yeah, I, 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 I was the highest I went. Now I could, when they started putting blacks around and operating the car, they tried to get me to, I could have got on as an operator, but I didn't want to deal with the public. <laughs> running the bus and street cars, 
poor, you had too much stress of dealing with people. I didn't want it. Well, I, uh, I interviewed somebody whose uh, husband was a bus driver, and she said that uh, he took a lot of abuse. Well, you do. And I wasn't, I, I wasn't thinking about getting on them, uh, uh, dealing with the public. I told my husband to have me a big, big uh, transport, uh, hauling Carol. Hauling what? Hauling Carol. Hauling Carol. Was your union all black? No, the union was integrated. Did you go to meetings? Oh, yeah. yeah. And how was that? Well, I didn't see to it. The only thing about it was, was, was uh, there wasn't many blacks that went to the Union. They, they didn't like it, they did it somehow or another, but I went to the Union. They didn't go because they, they didn't, didn't like the Union, too. but they could have they gone to it, but I belonged to it. Mr. Lewis, did anybody uh, uh, did anybody uh, mistake you or not mistake? Did they think you were white or did they think no, you were black? No, the only time I got any kind of thing was when my wife and I were, we went on our honeymoon and we was out of the Los Angeles trouble is now. Have you ever been to Los Angeles? Yes. Well, you see, you see so many races down there, most of them Spanish. Uh -huh. And uh, the only time that we was when we went there, they didn't know if I was a Mexican or Mexican. My wife was fair too. She, she, we were the same color, and they didn't know what we were. See. So that, that's the only time I ever knew anything about it. We didn't pay no attention to that. But I have been mistaken as an Indian and uh, Mexican and a Spanish man. Mr. Lewis, from, from what you tell me, it was a disadvantage for you to be fair. Yes, it was a disadvantage. But when I talk to other people who are fair, they, for them, they felt it was an advantage and that that they, people wanted their children to marry people who were light. Um, do you know why some people might have thought that it was something better to be light and where you were, it was not something better? Well, let me put it like this. From my observation, and even when I work, I got more favors and courtesy by my skin. Say for instance, a black man and, and, and me was going to, a job was open, and a real dark-skinned man was going to be there, and, and I'd be there. It seemed to me through the years I got the job. They didn't want them. I got all kinds of work. I, on the kind of my cover. Well, I'm talking about the the people in the in the black, the Negro and the in the black race, as opposed to the Caucasian. It seems as though the some of the people that I've talked to, who were who were black but were light, thought that that was 
better, whereas it wasn't better for you. Do you think it has anything to do with? I didn't think it. I, I, I didn't give it a thought, but that, that's true. I didn't give it a thought like that. I, I had a lot of white friends, and I, and, and uh, I was just taking it for granted. That's all. No, do you follow what I'm saying? Right. I'm saying that some people that went out to Sumner High School yeah. told me that that people, uh, black people, thought it was a better thing to be light. That that was really great to be lighter skin. But you're not telling me that. You're telling me that it was not good to be a lighter skin. That the black people that you lived among didn't think it was good to be lighter. Well, I think what you what you what you talk about now. Some people have the ego. I never did want to be anything about be only Eugene Lewis. Now, if it was better for them. That's fine. I didn't care, but it, we, we we had people like that. Mm -hmm. Quite a few of them. Did it matter, Mr. Lewis, whether you lived out west of Grand or east of Grand? It did. How you might have thought? Well, they, they used to call it. It was this, the black segregated itself in one way. Now, if you live east of Grand. You, you was in the slums, mm -hmm. and if you used West of Grand, they they had the class situation. They call the black people call these other scum because you live east of Grand, mm -hmm. and, and I I never could see that. Yeah. East of Grand or West of Grand didn't make any difference to me. Did you belong to any other organizations? Uh, did you go to the Y? No, I did. I belonged to American Red Cross. I still remember American Red Cross, and I like it. I keep up with it. I pay my dues. I drove the station wagon as a volunteer. Oh, did you? Yeah, it's at the Red, American Red Cross. Yeah, I've done all get the blood from the blood bank of Red Cross and, and transport it to the hospital. I've been to all the hospitals in, in St. Louis and East St. Louis that live in blood. And, go ahead. Go ahead. And uh, I liked it. So, uh, I don't know if any, anything else outside. I was a first aid instructor for first aid. Mm -hmm. You were? Mm -hmm. During the the time that I, all oh, since I've been grown, I, I've been, I don't know how old I was, but I, I was a full-grown man when I was at American Red Cross. I, was, I guess I was in my 50s. How did you happen to decide to to be a volunteer I, there? I, my, my, my last wife was a, was, was a member of American Red Cross, and she was a, Worked at the children's hospital as an assistant. She had a good job. She's the one that that introduced me to the American Red Cross, mm -hmm. and I got to be better than her. <laughs> <laughs> um.
When you were young and you were ill and you got sick, what did you do? When you were young and you got sick? Well, we had a family doctor. You don't hear much of that. He used to come to the house. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I, let see, did he have a clinic? No, he used to come to the house. Doctors don't do that no more. Uh, was it a black doctor? Or no, a white, white doctor. Well, yeah. Do you remember his name? Yeah, his name was Reba. Reba? Reba. That's Dr. Reba, I never will forget him. Yes, he, he, he come to the home. And uh, that, that, that was the only doctor I had mm-hmm. until he died. And after that, I had a black doctor. He was my doctor for about 50 years. His name was Dr. Thomas. And he was affiliated with uh, by state employees mutual benefit association. He was a doctor in his region. He was my doctor longer than anybody. Mm-hmm. So, but it's altogether different now. Hey, doctor, hey, don't even come to your room nowadays to see you. You can be in a, in a hospital like, like last time. I ain't seen no doctor. But I got bills for where he visited me, and I ain't, I don't know who he was. So that's what I... Um, all right, I'm gonna... Um, was the depression any different? Depression? The depression, when the depression... Pressure. Mm-hmm, the depression, when the depression came? Yeah. How did that affect your life? It didn't affect my life at all. It didn't? No, I, I, I didn't get laid off. You didn't? No, the only thing is I got bumped off a job, but the, the depression didn't stop me. Mm-hmm. Because I got a job when I first started working for the company mm-hmm. at 40 cents an hour, and after I got this, uh, what they call the, the corporation, I got 50 cents an hour, I got 10 cents an hour more, and worked seven days a week. Uh, 10 hours a day, so 50 cents an hour at 10 hours a day, that was five hours a day. And that was good money. <laughs> What's the most you ever made there? I can't call it. Uh, it was pretty close to $100 a week when I retired. I've been retired about 24 years now. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is now. Did you, and you had benefits then? Uh, you had benefits? Yeah, oh, we had all kinds of benefits on the kind of our union. We got what they call the Employees Mutual Association, uh-huh. Medicare, and all like that. Yeah, that's the benefits we got now. Okay. And um, so you were in good shape by. Yeah, that's right. It wouldn't be for, the, for my benefits. I don't know what would happen to me. Through the union, yeah. yes, we got, we got all kinds of benefits. Grievance is something that happened. I didn't know I could go to my officials of the union and the company, and they give me information or do something for me if I needed it. Yes, I get a, I got a lot of benefits from them. So you, as a as an adult, did you have friends of another color? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had friends of all colors. Mm-hmm. 
when you were as a grown-up, as an adult? Yeah, I had, I had fancy bubble clothes, all nationalities. I, I had Turks, Greeks, <laughs> Chinamen, Japanese, name them, Norwegians, Germans, French, name them. <laughs> Where do you think, um, what do you think the effect of having a black mayor now will be? I think it's going to be for the best. The reason why I say that I've been, I've been mixed up in politics, not, you know what I mean. All my life I've been a politician. Well, how do you mean mixed up? But I think it's going to be for the best. How do you mean mixed up? What kind of mixed up were you in politics? Well, I wasn't mixed up. I just didn't like it. Uh huh. I could have been. I wasn't mixed up. I could have been a committee man. I could have run for. But you didn't want to? I didn't want it, no, I didn't want it. I'd seen too much underhanded stuff. Were you behind the scenes? Did yes, I was behind the scenes. I, I, I've used a lot of my influence to change the, the thinking of some of the people, that, like like the mayor that got out. Now, the mayor, that, 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 his grandfather and I were good friends, Bosley. I knew him when he was a little boy. Uh -huh. Yeah, did. so I had a lot of pull when it when come to doing something. But I stayed in the background. There's, there's a lot of things that's done in politics and business, too. It, it, people, it, big shots or whatever you call them, but you don't know it. They, they, they work underground mm -hmm. and, and give advice and do things and, and, and this, that, and the other. Just like I said, the President of the United States ain't nothing but a, a, a rich man's uh, balls. The people, the President don't have that say. It's other people that's coming there we know nothing about. That influences the cabinet and the President. A lot of people don't know that. A long time ago, I, I read an article in the paper. It says 300 people run this country. They tell the president what to do, and he has to do it. I don't. Uh, after I got over, I can see that one man has an influence over millions. Sometimes on account of his integrity, his knowledge, and and the way he does things. See, so that's the way. No, I I could have been a politician. I made a hell of office. I could have got it high as an alderman, probably, in my, in my ward. But I didn't want it. Too much crooked stuff coming out. Did you, were you aware of uh, Gordon, Jordan Chambers? Oh, yeah, he was a good man. He, he was a poor man's representative. Jordan Chambers was a good man. A lot of times when people couldn't pay their rent and they put the stuff out on the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. and, and you'd go to Jordan Chambers and he'd be right out there that, that day and have some men and put the things back in the house. <laughs> Who were some people as you were growing up in the, in the uh, black community 
that you were aware of as being, being leaders or people that you looked up to or, or that you knew about? You mean black leaders? Mm -hmm. I, I was in the country that every black leader in St. Louis in my days. I was around them all the time. I made my business to be around them. I knew them and they knew me. When you say you made it your business to be around them, how, how did you, how well, were you? Information more more than anything else. And influence on, on certain issues, like something come up and then they'd come to me and want me to support them. Well, I had to use a different method because it, the, the, the mayor wouldn't want the opposition to know that what was going on. Mm -hmm. No, I didn't like it. But but I was a part of it. Well, who who did you who did you think was very helpful in the community that was a leader? Well, it's about fifty-fifty fair. It had a certain amount of influence. I I wouldn't pick out no certain one. We had quite a few of them. It was pretty, pretty good leaders. Um, were you ever involved in, in any of the civil rights no, sit-ins or protests? No, no, I never was involved in it, no. I supported it with my money, but I never went to no, no civil rights. Mm -hmm. uh, my time was about out to, 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 in the civil rights movement, in in the, active, you know. Yeah. yeah, in the 60s, you mean? Yeah. Um, some people say that St. Louis is a polarized, racially polarized city, that uh, that there are two separate societies and that uh, racism is in the water we drink and the air that we breathe. How do you feel about that? Well, what I see is North St. Louis and South St. Louis. And uh, South St. Louis has always been strict Caucasian, where the blacks mostly lived in the central part of the city. They weren't uh, uh, in North St. Louis. Well, I wouldn't call it polarized. I call it like this, like the, the Italians in South St. Louis. They live in the community together. The Germans in South St. Louis, I guess you heard them talk about South St. Louis Dutch. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, that's the way it was. Now, if a house was vacant. South St. Louis Dutch, did you say? Yeah, that's what they call yeah, them. Right. If a house was, uh, was, was vacant, somebody yeah, moved out, the black person couldn't couldn't get the house. They'd get to that together and, and sell the house right away to some, somebody in the Caucasian. Now, in, one, in some instances, what we had here, they wouldn't let a Jew come in. But that didn't bother me, none, none of them, because I wasn't in no position to buy no house, no house. But it's still that way, that way. Now, it seemed like to me in this last election, what I see on television, the whites really uh, back Bosley. Mm -hmm. That's the reason why he's going to do better. It's, it's going to be more cooperation, and he has a good platform. And so that's a part of what I see. It ain't so much polarized. 
I think, um, how do you think it'll be for for young children, black and white, to see? Young the, what? I said, how do you feel it will be for black and white children to see that there's a black mayor? Uh, the children of the day is, uh, is different than when I was coming up. It's different. Things are changing. The youth is changing all the way around. I don't think the children care too much. What the, most of the children, black and white, they want something now. Where I took 30 years or 40 years to accumulate, they want it now. They want automobile. I walk to school, kids want an automobile to go to school and all that kind of stuff. I rode the streetcars and buses and walked. But the youth of the day want everything now. They don't want to wait to, to do anything about it. Why do you think it's that way? Time. If you go back to history, you can see what it is. Time changes. Like they say, time changes the course of river. It's the time. It, it has to be a change that way. Otherwise, the, the nation would be made up of a whole lot of old people. <laughs> And you have to go in the hard way. Uh, what part of St. Louis is home to you? You mean now, right here? Mm -hmm. Yeah, North St. Louis. North St. Louis. Yeah. Um, is there is there another area that you feel acknowledged in? Is there another area of the city that's? Well, there's several areas that's been opened up. It's almost. Integrated, I, I can't name it now, but it's different. It's, it's quite a bit of different. It's it's better. It's better. Yeah. Um, are there areas of St. Louis that that you will not enter? Will not enter. Yeah, that you don't want to go into. I wouldn't know that when they start. Uh, I would, this is the area I picked out when I lived downtown. I, there's no other area that was open to, 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 to the blacks. But North St. Louis, South St. Louis, there was no open at all when it started. And then the people moved out here, the Caucasians moved, and the blacks brought, and I was part of that. No, no other area, because no, we knew we couldn't go in South St. Louis. See, we knew that. We couldn't go in University City at that time. So, no, only in our same room. Were there areas, when you were younger, did you ever see any areas where people of color could interact? Do what? When you were younger, yeah. did you ever see any areas where people could interact? Well, I don't know. That's a kind of question I can't hardly answer. I, I, I tell you, I was so busy trying to make money, I didn't pay too much attention to that it. That was all you wanted to do? Yeah, that's all I wanted to do. I wanted to <laughs> But do you see, I know that you're in a lot now, that you don't get out very much, but no. when, before, uh, as when things changed, could where were the areas that you could see people begin to interact or to begin to integrate? University City, for one. 
That's the average, the biggest one that I know of, University City. Mm -hmm. um, some say that St. Louis is the most northern city in the South. And do you feel that, that St. Louis is unique in its attitudes, different from other places? And it's Okay, St. Louis is, has been a peaceful city? It is, has been. Because we've never... All, all conditions, right through now. Because we haven't had a race riot. No, never had none. Never had none. And, and uh, the, the Caucasian and the black people have got to settle things peacefully. There's been some incidents. You can't stop the incidents. But on the whole, it had today. It's a good city to live in. I back here on there, a lot of people come here and say St. Louis is a good place to live. So it is a good place to live. Why do you think it, we haven't had a riot? Never had a riot. Why do you think that, though? On the kind of the, the, the association that the blacks and the white had on living, living, that's the reason why they never had one. Well, what was that association? Association of well, you you take care of your business and I take care of mine, see. Um, how do you feel about race relations today in St. Louis? It's better. It's better? Yeah, it's better. What would you, how do you think it's changed? How have you, how have, how have you changed? I've changed a whole lot of, of of being satisfied that the whites did go somewhere else and left us housing and live in, otherwise I wouldn't be here. They opened up, they opened up North St. Louis, and that's that's why really it's better. We have better housing, see, and, and a whole lot of old houses they turned down, and and uh, and the black people are buying houses where they couldn't, don't care how much money they had, you couldn't buy a house, see. So that's the reason why. So you're glad the white people left? Well, I don't know about being glad, but most of the, when I when I come here, there wasn't with two white families, and uh, they didn't have any trouble. I didn't have no trouble with them at all. The only thing is they they just put the houses up for sale and moved out without any fanfare. And the blacks moved in and bought. Most all, all, all of this around here, except over there, is owned by blacks. They're, they're homeowners. They're, they're better citizens than when you own a home, you know that. It's better than, than renting and all like that. Mm -hmm. But this is where you go you own your own home, it's a different story. You become conscious of, of the city that you live in. But you had to wait until they moved out so that you could buy these homes. Yes, I. Uh -huh. Wouldn't it have been better if you could have just come in and bought your home? No, they couldn't do it. They had. That's the reason why we get. They don't have no trouble here. Now the people that I bought the home from, I seen them and talked to them and all like that. They wasn't bad people, but they just they just uh, didn't want to. I don't know how to say it is, but they opened up the places for it. And I always say, you can't make a person 
do something that they don't want to do. See, so that's 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 my the St. Louis is just a good city to live in the whole, all the way around. It's not perfect. It never will be perfect. I don't know any city. Look at Los Angeles. You know, all the different other places that have had all kinds of confusion and this and that, big de demonstrations and marching and all that. Uh, we have marching there. How many people are in there? About 35 or 40. It's going to be a great big crowd. But do you think that's the way things get changed? Yeah, it's the best way to get changed, is have a public relationship regard each other as a human being and help one another. That's what it's been to change. So you're not, but maybe sometimes when they have all this, the riots, maybe things get changed better. Do you think so? Well, I, I don't know. The, the, the riots, Violence, what Martin Luther King based it on, and, and that's what St. Louis is. St. Louis is not a violent city. No. Now, when Martin Luther King had his march, the black people didn't have nothing. All they'd done was stuck together and march, even in the South. Mm -hmm. See, it's better to, to let people know how you feel. Now I've had, when I worked, I've had some of the whites tell me, said, Gene, you seem like the, the black people are happy. I got rich see them, they do this, they do that. I said, there's no other way for them to be there. It wouldn't be for the black church and then the black music. I said, I don't see what we do. I said, they're not happy, I ain't either. I'm not happy when I when when the little biting things come on, but I'm not bitter. See, but I've never taken part in in no kind of meeting or of, of, of any kind on the civil rights movement, but I have contributed. So what you're, I think you're saying is that you accept the way it is. No, I do not accept nothing. Uh, the status quo, no, I, I believe in moving out. I used to, uh, some of the men, the uh, bosses at Streetcar Company knew me well. They said, Gene, you're the most satisfied man we ever had on the job. I said, I believe in progress. I said, the, the, the satisfied man, I said, call the undertaker and take him out to the graveyard. I've never been satisfied when it comes to that. The uh, quality, you mean? Yeah, that's right. I, 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 uh, no, if, if you when you get to the good, be satisfied, you place it. You, you, you're like a stick. <laughs> no, the satisfied person makes progress. I mean, yeah, the unsatisfied person. The person that's satisfied don't get nowhere. No, I, I never will be. If I get to be 150 years old, I'll never. You can't stop progress, see? It's impossible. Nobody can stop it when you're satisfied. And, and uh, that's the reason why we got what we got now of dissatisfied people. In case of being bitter, they're dissatisfied. They want something better. 
Just well, they thought you were satisfied. No, they didn't think Eugene Lewis was satisfied. I've, I've, I've had the, they, 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 they like me, but they used to say you, you, you the most dissatisfied. Oh, dissatisfied. Man. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said satisfied. No, I never will be satisfied. Oh, they said the most dissatisfied. Yeah. How did you show that dissatisfaction? Vocally. Vocally. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I, I misunderstood you. I, what did you say? Yeah, I, I voiced my disapproval on things that it wasn't, it wasn't for progress. I'm not, I wasn't for the status quo. I've been a dissatisfied person oh. on conditions. Good. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I like that better. What, what did you, uh, what were you dissatisfied about? Can you? I, I, I was dissatisfied with any group. Or any individual that, that, that said that things is all right, and time will change things. Time ain't gonna change nothing. Time is well not gonna be, but 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 if a person don't can't see progress, I'm not in, in, uh, you. I'm not for anybody that's satisfied with the condition. I'm dissatisfied. And always you you can see what happens. We have. When I was a boy, there was no such thing as jet liners and all like that. The riverfront down there used to be just one boat after another, the stuff that's come in on the river. They don't see that no more. The railroads are deteriorated. Only thing kind of rare, the biggest thing the railroads have is transportation of, of merchandise. But the rail. Uh, uh, people riding on trains that went down on the kind of were dissatisfied. They want to move up. See, mm -hmm. so that's the story there. Um, what changes in St. Louis uh, concerning race? Uh, what changes in St. Louis concerning race? During your lifetime, which is a ninety-one years, it, it, uh, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't good, and it wasn't bad. Let's say it's fifty-fifty, but it's better than it used to be. You couldn't, you couldn't, uh, I'm, I'm to say, you couldn't eat in none of the stores downtown. You could, you couldn't buy a pair of shoes and try them on. You couldn't try a hat on. You couldn't try a pair of pants on. If you went to the ten-cent store. You couldn't sit on the stool and eat there. They'd give you the food, but you had to stand back and eat it. You couldn't sit down. That, that, those are the things that that happened. But but it's not like that now. See, all these big stories. You got black people holding good positions, and then all these business. Like I seen yesterday, this week. Showed the pictures of, of the of the of the, of the black man. He's commissioner here. He's this and that. And he's got baseball players that manages a team, the football team. It's different. See, they said he couldn't do it. Some people said he couldn't do it. Well, I knew better than that. Just give you a chance. That's all. So that's the only thing I say about it. Uh, if you were young today, what would you do? That's a good. If I was young today, I'd get a better education. I would. I'd learn something altogether different. Do you know what it would be? 
No, I, I, at one time I had, a uh, long time ago, I, I was trying to make a decision to be a doctor, lawyer, or a preacher at that time. I put them down like you put in this, I put the doctor down. I wouldn't be a doctor. That wouldn't fit in my line at all to be a doctor. I couldn't see it. And uh, to be a preacher, I almost got to be into the ministry. But I changed it as I seen certain things. I come to be in the ministry. So, no, I wouldn't know what to But I'd be for progress, whatever it was. I'd learned something. I probably, if, if, if I was coming up now, I'd probably be running for, like Clay, for Congress. I liked it, and I probably would have stuck to it and probably got elected. Okay. You couldn't have a good interview with me, and, and everything we say in Eugene Lewis is black. That's black. The case on this. And, and that's white. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you're, you're as white as you are black. Yeah, that's right. So we've, we've done this interview asking you a lot of questions about black and, and about colored and about Negro. But I've done that because you lived in the black community. Yeah, you I live did. in the white community. And uh, I could ask you the same questions, uh, many of them, but uh, that's where you... That's where you lived, and that's how you lived your life. You lived, but you could have, in other words, if I saw you, I wouldn't know if you were black or white. No, you wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. Now, now if you get lost in this neighborhood and refer to Eugene Lewis, see, and, uh, and you see, see a black man who, 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 what they used to do to say he was black. Well, a white man wouldn't know where to go, neither the black man know where to go to say he's black. But Mr. Lewis, you had a choice, really. Yeah. You're, not, you're not a black man who no, is no, pale no. because there a, a generation ago there was white blood. Yeah. Your father was white. That's right. So you, at some point, could have looked in the mirror and thought, you know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I've been raised in this community, so I've taken on the knowledge, or I've learned the ways of, of, more of a black, yeah. uh, background. But I. I have some things that some of these people don't have that would enable me to go into the white community. Um, and you could have done that. Yeah, well, see, now here's what they are doing now, and I'm glad they're doing it now. Most of these interviews with, with business 
and what we report is they they don't they don't refer to the black man no more. African American. Mm -hmm. That's that sounds more like it. You like that better? Yeah, just the same way with the, with the whites now. They have different races of white. Then they they have it as German American or something like that identify you that way. Well, I asked you before how you would want to be identified, and, and you said... African-American. Well, you said Eugene Lewis. Uh, you said Eugene Lewis. Yes, uh, yeah. I was trying to get one of those terms uh, from uh -huh. you, but uh, I got Eugene Lewis. That's the way you wanted to be identified. But you like African-American? I like African-American, and, and I correspond with what we have today. Now you can get in any newspaper or listen to any uh, thing outside the soap operas and all like that. I don't listen mm -hmm. to that. But they're referring to the race of a person. If he's dark-skinned, he's African-American. Well, you can't get away from the, your background. See, you can't get away from your background. Mm -hmm. We are African-American. Did you ever think about getting away and going into the white part of your life? No. Never thought about it? No. I, I, I was conscious of it. It's like I was talking yesterday. I'm not a white man. I'm not a yellow man. I'm not a black man. What am I? Why would they refer to me in the newspaper? They couldn't say I was a black man. They'd be misleading. They'd be uh, misleading all the way around. Um, may I ask you this? Um, when integration started, yeah, and public accommodations and people began to be able to go anywhere they wanted, yeah, um, how was that for you? What did you do, and how did you feel about it? I felt about. Getting, getting in the stream of, of, of moving forward. Uh -huh. That's the way I felt about it. And where where did you begin to go? Well, I, I, before I bought here, I lived at, let me see, where did I live? Oh, I lived on the Westville and Newstead, that's where I lived. And that wasn't a bad neighborhood. It, it, it was, uh, the black people were highly respected in that, in that vicinity, and that's where I moved. And, uh, but when, when I got out here, it, it didn't make any difference to me. It, I, I told my wife I was going further west as I possibly could, but I couldn't get in University City at that particular time. So that's the way it was. So you moved here in the 50s? Uh, in the 50s you moved here? Moved here. Here? Yes, it was in the 50s. In the 50s. Yeah. Um, but where did, did you begin to go to restaurants or the movies when you were, uh, when, when public accommodations in the 60s, when People could be go whenever they wanted to. Where did you begin to go? Did you go out for dinner? I went everywhere. <laughs> yeah, wherever they served food, 
recreation and this and that, bowl games, whatever word it was. I took advantage of it. Uh -huh. And um, were you comfortable? Yes, I was comfortable. Mm -hmm. I was comfortable. So, just like one of my white friends is a mechanic, we worked on, on Saturday, I mean we worked on Sunday, and he come to me, he says, Gene, he says, none of these colored boys that works out here like you. I says, well, nothing I could do. He says, well, I'm going to be frank with you. You're different from the rest of these colored boys. You're all together different, he says. I regard you different than the rest of these uh, colored boys that's working. You're not a part of them. Now that's that that's the observation that most of the whites had of me. I was different, and a lot of the blacks got back to me and said, "Gene, see, I had to go in the office and get my orders and things directly from the foreman, because I had a lot of buses I had to move and I had what to do." And he made this statement, see, I had one every day. Well, the only people that was in the mechanical office was the mechanic and the foreman. And I had to go in there to get my instructions. I had to do it. I, I couldn't put them buses away. But one of the fellows made the message, said that I thought I was white on the time I was in, in the office every day. Oh, they were jealous. That, was, that didn't make sense to me. That didn't make sense at all. All I was doing was doing a job, mm -hmm. and I never give that a thought. You got caught, didn't you? Huh? You got caught in between. Yeah, you got caught in between, yeah. In between the, the black man and the white man's... Well, it's a lot of, it's, it's a lot of black people like, like that today. Yeah, if you... If you're trying to get ahead, or yeah, if you're just doing your job, they, yeah, that's right. they they call whitey. Is that it? Or? I don't know what it was. But here's what I have found out. Now listen to this. As a boy, and I was looking for a job, and I got up early and got the early group that came out early, and they had it in there. Boys wanted. And it was one of the workers downtown on 6th Street. Mm -hmm. That's where the job was. And I went down there. When I went down there, the, ooh, the sidewalk was full of white boys, waiting for the place to open up. They wanted one boy. Mm -hmm. So in the meantime, the superintendent come down and look over the boys that he wanted to work in, in the winter winter. So he come to me, he says, uh, what are you doing down here? I said, I seen a job in the paper here where the boys was wanted. He said, you did? I said, I sure did. And you know what he done? Picked me. Picked you. I got the job, and I was the only colored boy there. And I, and I done good, they liked me. But how did they know you were colored? Huh? How'd they know you were colored? Well, I don't know how, that's a good question. 
There's a lot of things about it, but, but anyway, he hired me and left all the white boys out there. Now, he didn't have much of an interview on account of he seen me. I wasn't a white boy, I wasn't a black boy, and I wasn't a Chinese. But he seen the difference in, in the Caucasian, the dominating Caucasian uh, boys, and me. See, I, I stood out all on the cover. I wasn't none of, none of the things that the Caucasians were. That's the reason why he come to see me. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason I have he hired me. Because I, was, I wasn't white, I wasn't black, I wasn't Chinese. <laughs> so I look at it, and, and, and that, that's the way it was. Because when I went in there, they treated me well. They never, they never had a boy. The worker weren't in one unless he was white. I've got one more question, and then I will stop. Um, if you had the power to change things, what would you do? I, I, if I had the power to change things, I would work to help people, old people, sick people, help see that they got help. That's one of my main things is helping the unfortunate. That'd be a big thing for me because when you get old, you need help, and you don't get it like you should. And if you should be in some nursing home or something, and you're dead, they don't give you a chance or nothing like that. That'd be the thing work out to change things in the health field. It's not good. Today is Tuesday, um, April 28th, and this is um, our second interview um, at uh, Mr. Lewis's home. This is an attitudinal survey, so it's there are no right or wrong answers, so just think carefully about the answer according to your feelings. And, and the first question is, do you believe that race is a major factor in St. Louis life? <coughs> Repeat that again. Do you believe that race yeah. is a major factor in St. Louis life? I don't know it being so major. Let's put it like this. From my observation, <coughs> As a person born and raised in the city, and I'm 90 years old, and I've seen a lot of changes, but, but I don't think that race—it's there. Ain't no man's about it, but it's not a main factor here in St. Louis. You see what happens in other cities? We don't have it here. We have incidents. Little incidents happen. To, to my observation, it's not. It's just a case of, of, of the, the black people saying those want right to, to, to a decent living. Well, that's everywhere. 
But there were immigrants came over here years ago from Europe, and Asia, and different places. There was always one locality they had to put them there, because most of them couldn't speak English. Mm -hmm. It was in a strange country, but they weren't segregated. They had to do it. You take the, the, the different people in Ireland and Wales and them different places. They didn't have much education, but they was in a strange country. They had to put them anywhere else. They couldn't live, of course. They couldn't speak English, but they communicate with each other. That's why we got all these different, different localities where the, <coughs> where the people from Europe came. And as time went on and they had children, then it was a different story. The children went to, to the schools in this country where the parents had an education, but they couldn't speak the language. See? Mm -hmm. So that's the same thing. When, uh, when they brought the slaves over, they, they had to separate them and put them in a, a locality because they had a different way of living. Put them in a what? I said the slaves. Yes, they put them in a what? In a locality. A locality? Yeah, like where they had everywhere. Where you, they call it segregation, but. As I went on in life, what I have observed, it was necessary, very necessary. First thing, the slaves was bitter. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't immigrate. They were brought over here, but the rest of the nations had people to come in. They, they came on their own. See, mm -hmm. and most of them, all of them, had relatives in this country in them. But the black man didn't have nothing. They had to put him in there. See? Uh-huh. I see. And, 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 and it, it ain't easy for a person to, to just learn something all of a sudden. So that's, that's the way it was with, with the Afro-Americans, what we got. It's all going to be different now. Uh-huh. You, you, you find some very smart black people who got Great command of the English language. They understand this, understand, you see, and the understanding is coming out. So that, that's 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 the way I, I see it. It, it was a factor. It's like Lincoln said. Lincoln tried to keep the Union together. That was his main concern. A lot of people say Lincoln fought the Civil War to free the slaves. He didn't. He fought the war to, to preserve the Union. And he said, to preserve the Union, let's have it free at one point in the North and slave in the South, if it saves the nation. They didn't, they didn't free the slaves. You see what I mean? He said, for this part, so it would be one half free, one half uh, 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 slavery, like here in St. Louis. We had it said that St. Louis was a slave state. And I've seen a lot of things coming up and up and up and down. See? But as time went on, and the black people got a chance to go to school, 
Do you think race relations in St. Louis are better or worse than they were when you were a child, or do you think they're the same? They're better. They're better. Okay. Do you believe that St. Louis has more or less racial tensions than other cities? That's me repeating. Do you believe that St. Louis has more or less 